0: here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now, they don't wait till later.
1: Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I am Alan Thomas, and I am here with Matthew Schutte, Director of Communications at Holo. Hello, Matthew. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, thank thank, thank you for coming in, and uh, let's get right to it. So, who is Holo, and what does Holo do?
2: Sure. So, Holo is a peer-to-peer app hosting marketplace. So today, application developers usually pay Amazon or some other big corporation to serve their app or website to visitors. And Holo enables anyone to compete with Amazon for that business by offering the spare computing capacity on their own laptop, desktop, or other computer. And when their computer hosts an application, the developer pays them instead of Amazon. So just like Airbnb enables people to rent spare bedrooms to help pay their mortgage, Polo enables people to rent their computers spare storage and processing power to pay for their internet access or even their computer itself.
1: Oh wow, so it's uh uh so it's literally Airbnb for your system.
2: Yeah, yeah, basically, right? So except uh with Airbnb you end up changing a lot of sheets and playing reception <laughs> where whereas in our system your computer does all the work and you reap the reward, right? So yeah, that's the basic gist. And and sometimes people come to us and they go, I- is that really such a big deal? Like, what's a little web hosting gonna be? Like, what's that worse? Well, it turns out it's actually a really big deal. Um, there's obviously, there's more computing capacity in our laptops and desktops globally than any one company has ownership of, Amazon, IBM, Microsoft, Google, etc. cetera. None of them can touch the global reach of just the idle assets that are sitting out there on the globe in the globe. But hosting is already a big business. So Amazon's the third largest company on the planet. Uh, they have a division called Amazon Web Services that basically is their web hosting or application hosting division. And Amazon Web Services makes up about 10% of Amazon's revenues, but it accounts for more profits than the entire rest of the company combined. So web hosting is Amazon's cash cow. And uh, if you want to get blunt about it, you can think about Holo as trying to do to the cash cow of the third largest com- or most valuable company on the planet, what Uber did to taxi.
1: Oh, wow. Now that, that is a clear illustration right there. You're, you're, you're definitely a director of communications. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> one thing I will say, though, one, <laughs> one
2: thing I will say, though, is unlike Uber, uh, we are not greedy. So with Holo, 99% of the money that gets paid goes to the person whose computer is doing the work, right? So we just take a 1% or less transaction fee as a uh, basically for our cut for putting together all of the infrastructure and managing the accounting stuff for this two-sided marketplace that we're that we're bootstrapping. And, to be totally honest, is this idea new? No, people have been fantasizing about this stuff for a long time. It was actually basically the plot of Silicon Valley last last <laughs> a season, a show on HBO. Um, yeah. But the truth is, <laughs> the truth is, there were a couple of things that nobody had cracked, a couple of problems that nobody had solved, that we've Managed to solve that are enabling us to do, to accomplish the impossible. I mean, Forbes described us as making internet fantasy into a reality, right? And those two things are pretty simple. One, simultaneous transactions at giant scales. Even the Visa network can't process the millions or billions of simultaneous transactions that you would need to process to do peer to peer web hosting, right? And then two, the size of those transactions. So the that Whether you're doing a credit card company processing system or something blockchain-based, neither of those are efficient enough to have your accounting cost be cheap enough to make value transfers of a penny or less worth it, right? If my accounting cost is, let's say, a dollar like it is right now with Bitcoin, am I really going to do the accounting when I'm sending you a penny? No, I'm not going to spend a dollar in order to send you a penny. That's ridiculous. It's not going to work. Same with credit cards. I'm not going to spend 20 cents on a credit trans- card transaction to send you a penny. So this had never really been able to come <laughs> into being, despite the fact that everybody's been wanting something like this for decades. We managed to solve all of that thanks to two innovations. One, Holochain, which is basically a, a new way of building and running peer-to-peer applications uh, that are scalable, uh, fast, affordable, etc. And the other is Holo Fuel which is a new kind of cryptocurrency. I can go into more detail in a little bit, but the basic gist is we're doing double entry accounting, something called a mutual credit cryptocurrency. And that's not a new pattern. It's something that's been around for several hundred years, but we're taking Holochain and cryptographic signatures and being able to make use of that in the digital world now.
1: Wow. You guys have, uh, like you said, you really seem to have, you really seem to have, Crack the uh, the one element that brings it from the fantasy world to reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the,
2: so the the few things to, to kind of make visible <laughs> quickly are, yep, yeah, that's how Forbes framed it, right? They basically said, oh, these folks are trying to deliver on what Pied Piper, you know, sort of pitched <laughs> yeah. to the world. <laughs> um, the World Economic Forum called us one of the most promising projects for the future of the internet. And Mozilla's CFO uh, mentioned in a interview with me last week that Mozilla is looking to build a browser with us on Holochain. Um, so we're we're really excited about what's ahead at the moment. I I'm guessing this podcast is probably not going to be released until long after our ICO is closed. But at the moment we're in the last final days of our initial community offering, and and that's been a a really interesting ride <laughs> uh, because we were almost invisible in the crypto community. We had big followings in the peer to peer community, people focused on sharing economy amongst enterprise actually, but nobody in the, the world of crypto knew anything about us because we just we don't do the pay to play stuff, and most of crypto is. Pay to play at this point. It's a really kind of weird, wild west, corrupt <laughs> ecosystem, to be totally honest. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I, I, I will, let, our, you, our I will game, let you say that. I will let you say that. Yeah,
1: sir. I'm not going to say uh, that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been an interesting ride. And this is coming out of like this 10 year long, all volunteer project, right? We're a bunch of open source hippies who are trying to change the world. So, yeah, it's been interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like you said, I wanted to go back to HoloFuel for a second and just kind of find yeah. out a little bit more about that and how it works and yeah, yeah, what's it all about.
2: Sure. sure. So HoloFuel is basically a double entry accounting system. So instead of keeping track of token where you've got this like number and everybody's got to agree about who's holding on to that number now, and we all have to keep track of who's holding on to everything, like everybody has to keep track of everybody else's state. And this is this is sort of the blockchain approach to to how to do security, right? Basically what blockchain did, people don't people, people are really excited about blockchain um, decentralizing the the net, except it's not. It's actually a technology that centralizes perspective, not decentralizes. Like its big innovation was blockchain was it, figured out a way to make it so that a bunch of different computers could all come to agreement to a single perspective on something. Um, so it's a centralizing technology. There, there's no one party, but the perspective gets sc- sort of squished down into a single one. And I don't have to go into all the details there, but there you go. There's blockchain. And they're doing token stuff. And as everybody's noticed in, the wor- in, in this crypto world, eh, that architecture has some shortcomings. It's not that it's a bad idea. It's not the in- that the intentions were bad, but it's just not scalable and it's not affordable. And it has some major issues in terms of concentration of power. So we came up with a different architecture. We're current in the crypto world, but with enterprises, with communities, with cooperatives, et cetera. So we're all about designing signaling systems that enable communities to steer and thrive. So we went back to you know standard accounting stuff and went, hey, let's just do account balances. <laughs> right? You've got an account balance. I've got an account balance great. We made use of Holochain. I haven't really talked much about that yet, but Holochain is basically this way of building and running peer-to-peer applications. It's our evolution of blockchain, as it were. Um, And Holochain uses a few different parts, combines them in a novel way, and voila, you've got a way of building and running peer-to-peer apps. Those three parts are some of the tools from blockchain, so hash chain, though we don't do a global ordering of events there's no global hash chain each participant is holding on to what they saw from their own perspective right what the things are that they participated in so we call those local source chains so we got this these tools from blockchain we got some tools from BitTorrent, peer-to-peer file sharing right we're using what's called a and be able to access it quickly without having to have everybody holding on to content and then the third piece we're borrowing something from git the most widely used um uh, software for doing collaborative software development. We're using their, what we call agent-centric identity architecture. In Git, there's no global chain or global state. Each person is holding on to their own state. In other words, their own code, their own repository. And when somebody suggests a change, that party who's suggesting the change signs that suggestion. And if they accept that change, They sign the acceptance, right? But you basically have different actors taking actions, each from their own perspective. And so they're making use of keys to deal with identity. We've took all that stuff and we kind of mixed it together and we got Holochain. Yay, great. Holochain is kind of like an alternative to HTTP or HTML. But in terms of HoloFuel, we've taken Holo, Holo, the larger system that HoloFuel is a part of, is a Holochain app. It's a distributed application, so it runs on just the devices of the users themselves. But this cryptocurrency thing, if if you and I were going to do a transaction, let's say I do some web hosting for you, you've got like some Airbnb app and you want to have visitors from the outside world, not just early geeky Holochain tech adopters. I'm doing, I'm using some, some spare capacity on my laptop to serve out websites to anybody who wants to open a browser and type in a URL, right? So they interact with my, with your application through my laptop as if it were just any old website. So they don't even have to realize they're doing something new. When that happens, I want to get paid. I say, hey, here's the transaction log, pay me. And you go, great. Your account balance, let's say, is 1,000. Mine is 500. We're going to have your account go down one credit. So you go from 1,000 to 999. And I'm going to go up one credit, so from 500 to 501. You sign off on that? Yep, that looks good to me. I sign off on that? Yep, that looks good to me. And then you add that to with both of our signatures to your chain? I add that with both of our signatures to my chain, and then each of us shares that out to the larger community in the dist- in the distributed hash table of this particular holo app, which is basically just doing the accounting for these transfers. If later on you you pretend like, oh, I didn't send that money, everybody else in the community is going to go, bull, your signatures on the transaction. <laughs> right. And so the thing that's interesting here is even if we have, I don't know, a hundred different people holding onto a copy of that transaction in the the larger you know, holo application, that's not that many folks. Right, so the amount of computing work to hold on to and verify these payments is light relative to something like Ethereum. And at the same time, while you and I were doing that transaction, there could be Jim sending Alice some holo fuel and Mary sending Michael some holo fuel, all in parallel to one another. So, because we're not having to do sequential payments, we can do parallel payments. That's why we're able to solve the whole millions or billions of simultaneous transactions thing.
1: Wow. So it's all, so so it's literally all just happening at once. Like you said, all these millions and millions of transactions. Or or like you said, it's just all, yeah, it's it's happening parallel. So it's just all happening at once.
2: Yeah. I think of it as like, hey, I've got, you know, three electronic devices and I have three plugs <laughs> I can plug them <laughs> into the wall all at the same time, you know, and they charge you. and if I only had one plug then I would have to do it, you know, one at a and it's a huge pain in the ass, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's Understood. how I think of it. Understood. <laughs> and uh As far as traveling at the moment, I'm on I'm on this like 34 city, 99 day community building tour in Europe, and so the whole plugs and electrical devices thing has been very important for me.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, does it it say relate to whatever's going on in the moment, or relate to your real life? (laughs) That's right.
2: That's right.
1: (laughs) Always an issue over there. But um, so so, what do you think that uh, or what does well? And you mentioned a little bit of this already. But what does what does Holo look like in the next 12 to 24 months? What's on the company roadmap? You kind of alluded to sure. it a little bit already. But. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be wrapping up
2: our ICO in a few days. It looks like we're on target to raise somewhere in the 10 to $15 million range. Um, our target was $2.5 million, so oh. that's nice.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Uh,
2: so. Yeah, so we're, we'll we'll have the resources to build what we want to build. We had also done a crowdfunding campaign a few months back. Uh, in December, we launched an Indiegogo campaign, uh, basically selling hardware, selling these personal servers, because we wanted there to be 300 high-quality computers on the Holo network 24 hours a day, the day we launch, right? <laughs> We don't want somebody typing in a URL and not getting a response back. We want the network working well from day one, right? So we launched this crowdfunding campaign in December. We were hoping to raise 200 grand and get you know, 300 devices sold. We beat those numbers in just over three days. We became the top trending cam- uh, pro- project on Indiegogo. Uh, and we've now sold over 1,000 of those HoloPorts. Now, you don't have to buy hardware from us right? That's not the, we're not trying to be a hardware company. We just wanted to make sure that there was a stable foundation for the launch of the network. You're going to be able to run this on any computer or laptop, right? Any desktop, laptop, et cetera. So yeah, that's the history. Uh, We're about to wrap up the ICO. Our projection is to launch Holo in Q3 of this year. So July, August, September, this will go live. It'll be an alpha version at that point. But that's when the Holo ports will ship. Shortly after those are in people's hands, we will release a Linux version so people can download the software for free and just start running Holo on their laptop and begin doing this web hosting from any device that has Linux. And then shortly after that, we will come out with a support for Mac and, and Windows machines as well. Um, Holochain, the larger infrastructure thing, that's been out as an alpha since October. So people are building applications on that. We've got meetups in probably 30 cities worldwide at the moment. Uh, We've done hackathons in over a dozen cities. So people are building actively. As I mentioned a second ago, I'm on this like whirlwind tour of Europe. And that was not a fundraising, right? I wasn't going around pitching for dollars. I was interacting with developers and government agencies and enterprise companies and smaller companies to try to get them introduced to this new pattern Holochain, so that they can start building things on it now. And we've had some people build some really interesting stuff. We've got a peer-to-peer Twitter, we've got peer-to-peer version of Slack coming along, although that one's going to be way more interesting than Slack. And we've got things like a peer-to-peer library. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys at our uh, recent hackathon in Copenhagen said, hey, I live in a village of 900 people in the middle of Sweden. <laughs> we don't have enough people to support a library but everybody's got books. Can we do an app like that? Yeah, it'd be amazing, right? So so we we created this little app uh, that basically allows people to just make visible what the books are that they have in their house that they'd be okay with other people borrowing. Other folks can check out those books. They can then say when they want to return them. They can say, yep, it got returned, et cetera. And nobody has to run the web servers. There's no management. It's just each device, each phone or laptop bear, you know bears a portion of the load of running the app and so we're rolling that out people got kind of excited about it so they're kind of maturing it at the moment our tentative title for that is uh since most people are going to be putting the books into their mailbox for other people to pick up and then they'll be returning them to the mailbox we're going to call it mailbooks with a uh, (laughs) b-o-o-x right so uh, (laughs) and uh yeah so the other big thing is mozilla did announce that they're looking to build a, a browser with us on Holochain. Because the big thing that's interesting with Holochain, so again, Holo is peer to peer web hosting, like competing with Amazon web services. Holochain is basically competing with HTTP and HTML. It's this pattern that we're giving away, it's not a platform, it's a pattern, right? So anybody can take that pattern and build an application and start running it. And we might never even know about it, let alone have some way of monetizing it. So it's something we're giving away to the world for free. It doesn't require servers. It doesn't require miners. It doesn't require cryptocurrency. You can run a Holochain app using just the devices of the users themselves. That said, you can create applications that make use of cryptocurrencies like we are with Holo. You just don't have to do it that way, right? It's a, it's a type of application you can run, but Holochain apps are basically pay your own way. Each user shows up as a host and a user, and that's, the, that's kind of the terms of the deal. Um, the interesting thing with Holochain is because it's not just decentralized applications but truly distributed applications, each user is able to read things out of one app and write them into another. They end up being the middle of the universe. The internet today puts applications in the sense so we find ourselves running to Facebook and then back out and then to Twitter and then back out and then to Instagram and then back out and then to Airbnb and so on and so forth. And all of us feel like we're pulled in a thousand different directions every day. But it's just a side effect of the architecture and the fact that each of those companies has an incentive to try to addict us and distract us, right? With Holochain, it's a little different. We think of applications like microservices or almost grammars. So I'm able to speak in this way with this community, 140-character tweets. And maybe this other way with this other community, photographs. Right? Or this other way with this other community, rideshare requests. And I can take those different grammars, those different ways of communicating with different communities, and I can pull those all into one interface. I can treat something as if it's a single application, even though on the back end it's talking to multiple groups and multiple protocols. And so this is the kind of thing that we're, we're really excited about trying to build with Mozilla, this version of the Internet where it's the user in the middle. And them getting to pull the pieces that they like together in ways that work for them, in ways that enable them to solve their real problems. Whether they are you know, a 14-year-old kid who's trying to organize games with his friends or an enterprise company who's trying to do really complex supply chain uh, management stuff. So that's, that's what we're up to.
1: Wow. That's, uh, so, we, so we could just as well, in, the, in a short time, see classes on how to use Holochain to build whatever apps you're trying to build or that's right to build almost.
2: That's right. And you don't have to wait (laughs) because again, being hippies that we are, we're trying to seed this ecosystem as well as we can. We've made Holochain as easy as possible to build on. Again, it's free. You don't have use of building apps. We're building lots of little micro apps that other people might be so that other people can go, Ooh, I'm just going to take that and this and that. And they're like 80% of the way towards building whatever their application is because they've already got some sort of pre-built Lego blocks, essentially. And uh, we've got some really good developer documentation at developer.holochain.org. And we have an incredible online community at chat.holochain.org. There's well over 1,500 people uh, in that community who are sharing ideas about applications they're coordinating things to build together they're organizing meetups etc so it's a pretty vibrant community um and it's be, it is because when you sort of shoot for the stars <laughs> in, in the way that we are people go "Ooh, yeah i want to do that right
1: so it's been uh it's
2: been a fun ride
1: well and and so uh and actually that leads me right into what my next question was is about uh So, uh, uh, Matthew, uh, where would be the main place to start with to engage with Holo or come to Holo?
2: Yeah, uh, the easiest places to start would be holo.host, that's H-O-L-O dot H-O-S-T, and holochain.org, H-O-L-O-T-H-A-I-N dot O-R-G. And we've got a, as I mentioned before, we've got a chat uh, channel, chat.holochain.org. We've got a developer documentation channel where that kind of is set up to make it as easy as possible for people to learn how to build Holochain apps and that's developer.holochain.org. So those would be the places to start.
1: Okay, great. Well, uh, thank you for for coming on and giving us a lot of great information and, and like I said, we, we appreciate your time and your expertise. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Have a good one.
0: Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018. The Blockchain and Future FutureTech Expo. This is gonna be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're gonna be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're gonna be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence,